Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Guests on our show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follows. That include me? Yeah, yeah, that includes you. you. Let me finish the liner. If do I get it before we do the show? No, man? you don't get it because I gotta call Brendan. Al- I gotta call Brendan Connolly and get Brendan Ulrich to reach out to Brendan Connolly. There's too many Brendans right now, and say, "Hey, man, hook me up with some Roos Chris gift certificates. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris." Want to make sure I get one? Can you let me finish the Sorry, damn read? Okay. Thank you, Halsey. There we go. All right, uh, follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, ninety nine ninety Jasper Avenue. A reminder: every Wednesday night is Brendan Ulrich's date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for one hundred and twenty dollars. What I would like, please, I know about Ruth's Chris. I've been there lots. I know Brendan Conley really well. He still lets you come in. As a matter of fact, broke his brother into the business. Yes, you did. I recall. Mark Conley. Right. Because I was working downtown. Mark came down, came up out out of, uh, you know, what's that place to the north of us where they got radio stations? Come on. What, Fort McMurray? Fort McMurray, that's it. All right. Wait. <laughs> I had a 50 50 chance. It was either that or Grand Prairie. One of the two, Halsey. I'm just checking to see if you're okay. No, I'm a- anyway. <laughs> no. We've been asking the same okay. about you for the last 50 years, but what man. I, but what I want to do, what I want to do is, uh, I, I, I never, uh, you know, a gift certificate, no. I want Brendan to send me to the restaurant in, in Puerto Vallarta. You got, okay? yeah, get, get down there. If we're going to do this show, I want that set up. Would you make the call, please? All right. Well, when that happens well, when that happens for uh, me, that can happen for you. But, uh, I, yeah, because... They do have a restaurant in yes, Puerto Yes, Vallarta. and he's okay. got some business going on in Saskatoon as well. Uh, I don't want to go to Saskatoon. I don't mind Saskatoon. Although Saskatoon is, you know, talking about the hub city, Yeah, Saskatoon reminds me very much of Edmonton when I came here in 1950. Same thing. The Bedsburg Hotel is the Hotel Mac. Sure. The Saskatchewan River runs through there. It's a college town. It's a great college when I town. Came, I know, and it's a great college town here. All the all the good, really good cities are college towns. Sure. You know that. Yeah. Anyway, so 
it 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 it, it was 135,000 people when I came here, and Saskatoon's a little bigger than 135,000. Oh, yeah. But it reminds me very. You mentioned Saskatoon. It just reminded me. I'm sorry I no 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 Brian. I'm sorry I interrupted. No no, it's all good. Brian, in 1991, I broadcast games uh, for the Canada Cup. They had exhibition games in Saskatoon, and I got assigned to go to Saskatoon. We stayed at the Delta Bestboro, and the Czech national team was there, and so there's Yarmir Jagger sitting, and he's like the big this is 91 like he, this is right after his draft right he's like the big star and everybody's you know he just won the Stanley Cup you know with, with the Pittsburgh Penguins he was like a star guy and he's sitting there playing Pac-Man on the video game right and there's Frank it was, it was a new thing then right Pac-Man. and Frank Musil was uh, who later went on to play and, and work for the Oilers was at another table and I hung out with Zidane Seeger because I was like 25 years old like I was the same age as and, and actually to yeah. be honest with you those guys you know Czechs were never known as guys that were in, in the early 90s, they focused on skating, but they didn't work out the rest of their, you know, they, they were just talented, skilled guys. But that that hotel was beautiful, that well, Best Bro Hotel. Well, yeah. it's like the Hotel Mac. Sure. It's, you know, they have great character, those hotels. You know, the new hotels are nice, okay? But the places like the Best and the Mac and that, they've got character. You know, what's this? What is this? I can't. Yeah, the screen is Bre- off. Brendan, Brendan has just texted us to say oh. Porta Vallarta is the place. So there you go. Just, so there, it's good to know that one of our advertisers to the show is listening and I'm, to I'm not going. I'm not going now because I know that they're closed for the summer. They they're, close for the summer down there. Sure. Because it's so hot, right? They're going to open up uh, late September, early October. So tell me, you came to Edmonton what year, Brian? 50. 1950. 18. No. No, yeah, no. <laughs> no, for most of the listeners. Nin- it's no, 1950. 1950. Yeah, you came yeah. down. Where, where, where were you from initially? Well, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, North Toronto. Hogs Hollow. Hogs Hollow. Hogs Hollow in North Toronto. 1950. Yeah. Okay. Yes, well, sir. Yeah. What so, are you doing? Your uh, math's not too quick, is it? I'm just saying, were you 18 at the time or 17? You're going to give away your I age had to be, I had to be 16. You, you were 16. There you, you know, go. 34 to 50 is 16 years. Yeah, there you go. God, you're not too quick with those numbers. Oh, you want to bet on that? You ran out of fingers. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I just don't want to. Oh, it's all good. So you came here in 1950. How many times did Harold Ballard try to hire you back? Because he liked you, right? No, no, no. That was way later with Harold Ballard. In the 60s. 60s. Late, late 60s when he owned oh, the Oh, the early 60s. Early 60s. Yeah, right. when went, yeah, when I went to Toronto, yeah. And exactly, and then yes, you're right. Though it was in the late, it was later in the '60s when the expansion came in the National sure. Hockey League. But I had, of course, had my years in Toronto, and they happened to be Stanley Cup years with the Leafs, and I had a whole. Ton of fun. Come on, right? Halsey. Those teams in 62, 63, and 64, yeah. they were overrated teams. In really? All I know is no, this. They won. That's all. <laughs> you know? I don't Punch care. Punch him, Black. He hey, was an overrated Stauffer, head coach. <laughs> Stoffer, you can tell me anything you want, but I'll just tell you, they won. They won. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't care about having the best hockey player in the world or anything. If you don't win, it doesn't count. How how different? You, so you were there six in, when they had won the three. three, three the, the Hawks yeah. won in 61 Frank with Bob. Pavlich and Red sure. Kelly and, and Johnny Bauer. And were you still Terry there in 67, or had you come back to Edmonton? No, Bison? I'd come back then, yeah. Okay. The last year, last time they won was 67. Right. They haven't but even... But Davey Keon and all those guys, Bobby right. Bond and... Could you imagine... You know, Carl Brewer and... Just think about this for a second. Could you imagine they have not been to a Stanley Cup final 
since 1967. So what? Well, it's a it's a big. Deal. I mean, that's well, yeah, that's but, the center of the hockey universe. And no, they no, it's not. It's not. No, it's not the center of the hockey universe. Where is the center of the hockey universe? There isn't one. There isn't. What makes you think there's a center of the tell, of the hockey universe? Tell people there in Toronto that. No. Well, I'm well, I'm here in Edmonton, and I'm telling you that it isn't. There is no center of the universe for hockey. Hockey is universal, but there is no center. All right? It's not in New York with Bettman. It's not in Toronto with the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's a universal game, and there is no center of the universe It is for remarkable, Brian. No, 51 you, no, years they no. haven't been in a Stanley Cup final. That is hard to do. Well, hey, so what? 1969, Vancouver got into the league, and they've never won a Stanley Cup. How about that one? At least the Leafs have won some. You know what I'm saying? And as soon, how long has it been for the Oilers? 25 years? More than that now. Well, 1990. Sure. Go figure. Yeah, 28 years now. 28. Yeah. We're getting up there, boy. We are getting I'll up there. I'll tell you what, you better start shaving. You're getting pretty old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So the first time I heard you was in the Western Final, 1973. That's what That was one of my first cognitive memories of your broadcast. And it was... Uh, Went to the Grey Cup that year. Right. But you knocked off Saskatchewan. The Eskimos knocked off Saskatchewan. Right. Well, I don't know. We beat people and we went to the Grey Cup, <laughs> and we lost to we lost to Jack Goda and uh, and uh, Ottawa. Ottawa, and the lone touchdown scored by the Eskimos was by Roy Bell. And both quarterbacks got hurt. Remember? Yeah, I guess so. I don't. You know. don't remember? I Tom don't. Wilkinson's listening right now, and he's saying, "I was hurt that game, Bob. Come on, Brian. You well, called. You called okay. the game. So, so. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's all I, I, listen, I don't remember what happened last week. I, you know what? I, I'm getting a sense. I don't believe that for a second. Now, you told me something. You think I, I'd sit here and tell you these stories if I forgot? Okay. Well, I don't make stuff up. You don't make, you've never made anything up on the air? No. You can text us at 630-630. He's a living legend. Brian Hall joining us in studio. As you can tell, he's he's brought his A game today. I've caught him on a... Brendan, you want to jump in here at any time and uh, fire away? It's it's Brendan's birthday. Happy birthday to you. No singing on the air, Brian. That's rule number one <laughs> of the show. I only sang the last note. Happy birthday to you. It's not exactly like Marilyn Monroe singing to JFK. Well, you know, he doesn't exactly look like Marilyn Monroe either. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer when Halsey uh, sings the fight song more so than uh, Happy Birthday. So. Yeah, but you I appreciate got it, Brandon. It. You got it, man. Yeah, no, have a good day, really. Uh, this text comes in. If Toronto's not the center of is the universe... Is he legal to work here? I mean, yeah. is, he, is he old enough now to work here? He looks so darn young. Of course, so do you look young to me. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll take that now that... <laughs> Now that I got, now that I'm starting with a five. All right, so you got here in 1950. Yeah, and the Eskimos had just gotten into the CFL. 49, 49, right? Yeah. So no CFL. What was it called then? The Western Interprovincial Football Union. There we w go. WIFU, and they played teams from the ORFU, the Ontario Rugby Football Union, and they never played East or West. Never played one another until they played the Grey Cup, and it was held every year, Varsity Stadium in Toronto on Bloor Street and Avenue Road. Okay. Which after... Part of the University of Toronto. Sure. A number of years later, that's where the varsity... That's why they called it Varsity yes. Stadium. It's like Commonwealth Stadium. Sure. It's because the Commonwealth Games were there. No, no. And as, as yeah. you know, but I was just going to say... Empire Stadium, Vancouver the was... The College Bowl, yeah. before it was named the Vanier Cup, always used to be played at Varsity Stadium, yeah. too. Back in the day. So, 54, 55, 56, Eskimos. Or they, were, they were pretty good back then, weren't they, Brian? Are you kidding me? Absolutely. I remember so many uh, uh, moments from there because 
uh, as an example. That's why, you know, it's funny when you start, and you've been around long enough to know now, what happens in the beginning of your career sure. and the events that take place and what you gather by way of information and experiences, you find much later in life, it's the same thing as, I remember when my dad told me, and here it is, it's exactly what he told me 15 years ago. You know, we've all gone through that, sure. right? Good, oh, mom used to say to me, you, you know, and you remember that. That's what happens to us as well, because today I don't care about stats. I don't care that Mike Riley, no, listen, seriously. Right. I don't care that Mike Riley threw for 414 yards, okay? I don't care if he threw for 700 yards, which, by the way, one guy did. Matt Dunnigan. <laughs> Matt Dunnigan. I did that game. It was in Winnipeg. But... It doesn't mean anything if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Win? Put the ball in the end zone. We're talking football here. Right. Put the ball in the end zone. And, you know, that was the thing about it is that it happened in 54. People say, how could Jackie pick up that Chuck Hunsinger fumble right. and run all that way for the winning touchdown? Because Bob Fruin of the Toronto Telegram had written when it was found out Edmonton Eskimos are coming down to the Grey Cup. He wrote, $2 team from the West comes to play the mighty Eskimos, Sam Echeverry, Red O'Quinn, Prince Hal yeah, Patterson, sure, the Pat the Bruiser yeah. of Bruzy, you know, all these people. And they were. They were a powerhouse. Was Sam Echeverry really the rifle? Yes, of course he was. He was a former NFL guy. I and, mean, he could, and he could chuck Are it? you kidding? He was fantastic. But here's the point. In the night... 54, the big upset, okay? And the reason that happened is because players in those days played both ways. Sure. You were on the field for 60 minutes. You know, Jackie was a runner, and uh, in 54, he was not the quarterback. Bernie Filoni was, sure. who later went to Hamilton. But Jackie, when he came here, was not the quarterback. He was a receiver and a running back. And he was also a defensive back. And when the fumble happened, as a DB, he was there, picked it up, runs for the winning touchdown, 26-25. Wait a minute. I haven't finished my point here. So well, you brought it up to me. So what happens here is, is that in 55, they meet again in the Grey Cup, first time in the West Empire Stadium, because the Lions came in in 54 after the British Empire Games. They said, we should have a team now that we have a stadium. And they got a team, okay? So now they have the Grey Cup there because we got a stadium. Don't have to go to Varsity Stadium. We got another stadium. And so... They have the Grey Cup there. Sam Echeverry passed in that Grey Cup game for over 500 yards, and they lost the game 39-19. Why? Because Eskimos would give you all you wanted up to the 20-yard line, and you better know what you're doing from the 20-yard line in because it's another half a football field, and it's a different game. And that's when I discovered at that time stats really don't mean anything. Then I was reminded of it. When I was taking, because I used to have a travel agency, and I would take tours all over the world. Right. I was taking a tour out of Australia, and I was going up the Gold Coast and everything else. And on that, on that, uh, the, that that ship, there were three NFL quarterbacks. One of them was Johnny Unitas. He's pretty good. And yeah, not bad. So I had breakfast for five mornings in succession with John Unitas. We struck it up because I talked football and he talked football. And he was really polite. Oh, he was a, No, he was a great guy. 
No, and what a what a quarterback oh, he yeah. was. You know, and I said to him, hey, John, I remember the 58, you know, the sure. great Baltimore, Greatest football Baltimore game ever club, you know, all of this kind of thing. I said, wow, you know. And you know what? One morning we're having breakfast, and I said something about it. I said, yeah, but I said, you know, John, this guy can, he can throw and throw. He said, so what? I said, pardon? He said, so what? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything that a guy completes uh, 10 passes in a row. Doesn't mean anything he gets 19 out of 22 passes. Doesn't mean anything. There's only one thing that matters, because I had said to him, I always remember about you, John. You went straight downfield. You didn't fool around. You, went, you said the shortest distance between two lines is a, uh, between two points is a straight line. And he said, that's where I went, because that's what you're supposed to do, is put the ball in the other guy's end zone. Quickest way to get there, straight line. And I said, okay. But he said, let me ask you. He said, what would you rather be? 19 for 22 no touchdowns, or four for 22 and three touchdowns. He said, that's what it's about. Not all the other stuff, the stats, passing yards, doesn't mean a thing. It's about what you do, putting it in the end zone, and you stop the other guy from putting it in yours. That's what football is. And, he's right. and at that point, I said, absolutely right. And I don't care about stats. Right? So, Brian, I what you're saying is you're not... The, I do care about the time. Do you have to take a break? Yeah, I do have to. You've well, only went for eight minutes, yeah. but uh, obviously you're not a fan of Corsi. 1954, the, the Empire Games at that time, first four-minute mile. Wolf right. Greaves. Great fighter from here. he Great fighter, Wilfie Greaves. Oh, boy. That, and that was one of the big headlines for all time. And, of course, the Bannister. Four-minute mile. Yeah. 1958, you mentioned Johnny Unitas. That is the game that really launched television, yeah. right, with yeah. the overtime game between. Yeah. And the, one also it happened to be Between the, the Colts and the it Giants. It also happened to be one. Uh, Alan Amici got the winning touchdown. Yeah, okay. Alan the horse, they called him. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, it was also the year 58 that was one of the best Grey Cup games I've ever seen. Hamilton, Winnipeg. One more thing for you. So the Eskimos won in 54, 55, 56. Yeah. Was the 57 team the best team? Or did they, they weren't the best team because they didn't win regard Because they went like, didn't they go 12 and 2 or 14 what, and 2? What, what is this about a best team? What does that mean? Was that team better than the three teams that won? You called the what, games. What? <laughs> I don't worry. I don't think about that. I'm saying, what are we doing? Best team. This is Sports Talk Radio, Brian. This is what we do. No, but I understand. But it does. I'm, I'm trying to say to you, if you want sports stuff, it doesn't matter. It's not about best team. It's like our 84 Oilers. Best team. I guess because fans and people like to do that. kind. I'm, I'm not against it. Hooray. But it, it ain't necessarily. It's not my best team. And the funny thing is. Ask some Oiler players on the 84 team. They'll tell you wasn't their best team either. They all say it's the 87 team. 12:51 oh, in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. That oh. was a big year. The ever lovable, ever huggable Brian Hall here in Oilers now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place: ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and Hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. Fifty-three in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers. Now that is rural Alberta advantage tonight down at K Days. Uh, Stoffer Inspectory Thursday for horse racing, Alberta live racing. Fridays and Saturdays, Northlands Park. Our guest is Brian Hall. We're trying to keep him reined in. No K Days. That's great, eh? The horse races what? are on. K Days are on. The big ITU. Yeah. You know that's starting. They're going to start at four o'clock. They're opening the beer okay. garden at four down there at Horlack. They've got forty-eight of the top. 50 competitors when you talk about triathlon. Sure. And I'll tell you what, Bob, this ain't about, you know, just, you know, riding a bike. You got to ride a bike and you got to run and you got to swim. Yeah, I think I. I th- oh, no. Oh, well, wait uh, a no, minute. No, no, I'm, I, not, I'm not trying to tell you you don't know what a triathlon is. I'm trying to point out to you how grueling it is. <laughs> oh, and you better be in good shape. Oh, well, yeah. What do you think? All right. Hey, by the way, did you not. We had a texter that's text the show, one of the positive texts that's come in. Oh, have uh, they been bad, the rest of them? Uh, well, some of them, yeah. You won't show them to <laughs> Oh, no, I'll read them to you. Don't worry in the next segment. Well, no, I I, I'll gladly read them. No. With all, with all seriousness. No, I better leave. Oh, no, you can't. Come on, Wait. Brian. You love it. Either way, you've always loved no. it. But you've actually had a couple textures say you were the best track announcer Northland's ever had. Oh, that's very you, nice. Thank you Because you did much. it for most of the 1970s, right? I did it all. The, I did 10,000 thoroughbred races I called out there. 10,000 thoroughbred yep. races. Yeah? Yep, yep. And that's before there were... Cass- the toughest by far of any play-by-play to do. Why? Well, do you want me to tell you why? I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah. Okay, first of all... You have me, three minutes. For, no, no, no. First of all, let me just point out something to you. Yep. When you have a game of action, hockey, football, those kinds of games, like baseball's tough, yeah. but hockey, football, they're a piece of cake because there's always something sure. going on. Sure. No, seriously. Yeah. It's a piece of cake. And a horse race is totally different because it's a ton of action, and it happens in a minute and a half. So here's what happens. And you're doing like nine or ten races in a day. Wait wait a minute. Exactly right. Okay, so now let's say you got a ten-race card, right? Yeah. And they go from sprint races, three and a half furlongs, to a six-furlong race, to a mile, to a mile and a quarter, or a mile and an eighth, or something like that, right? So you got them different, different lengths. But here's the point is that you have, say, eight to ten horses in a the field. They come out. 
when they have the parade to the post, it's only a few minutes, the parade to the post, not a long time, and you have to look and you have to know that field of horses and you have to memorize them by color. You do it by colors, the jockey silks. That's how sure. you do it, okay? Then, and I, I've had guys come out and say, oh, I could do this, Brian. And I said, well, okay, go and record one for me. You know the biggest thing that happens? When the gate bursts and eight to ten horses jump out at one time, their brain freezes. They don't know where to start. Suddenly they got that in front of them and they don't know where to start. you got to pick up on a horse that when they come out of the gate, right? But here's the thing. When... I was calling the first three horses, I'm actually looking at four, five, and six. When I'm calling four, five, and six, I'm looking at seven, eight, and nine. And then when they come around, and now you have to watch for horses coming from off the pace, sure. and then they get in a big group, and then they have a horse burst through a hole, whatever. But it all happens, you gotta call it, you know, they're at the post. And they're off and taking the lead along the inside by a half the length. It's Panty Go Easy. Second on the outside by three quarters. Here comes Bob. And away you go, right? Here comes and, Bob. No, well, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, mother-in-law nagging in the rear. But whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, girdle in the stretch. Anyway, so anyway, so here, here we go, right? Oh, the combination now, of that. No, just a minute. So <laughs> You no, had but, me at hello. But seri <laughs> no, but seriously. So when the race is over, your mind, mind did, yeah, but, and I know it does for horse callers, your mind goes blank. Because you've got to pick up and do the colors of the next race all over again. Yeah. And I used to have guys that were out at the lake. I'll tell you honestly, Don Getty was a big race fan, eh? And on the 1956 Great Cup champions. Yes. He was the quarterback. Sure. However... You know, he was a, he loved the horses. Loved sure. them. He was there all the time. But he would also be with his buddies out at Pigeon Lake or whatever and so on and so forth. And I gave him my number up in the race calling booth, right? Because <laughs> he would want to know. And he'd call me. And my phone would ring and he'd say, Brian. Oh, hi, Don. Uh, who, uh, who won the last race? I'd say, just a minute. I got to look it up. And I would have to look it up because I could not tell him because I could not remember. And that and that's what happens. And the next thing it did was, because I started doing the Eskimos in 65, it resulted in the football becoming so much easier because of from racing, of expanding and looking. When you're looking here, there's something going over there. And you and, and so when they took the snap to the quarterback, I could see the quarterback, because you gotta watch he's got sure. the ball. But I could see the I could see the ends going downfield, and I could see back spinning out, and all that stuff. It just opened up a whole world for me. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, with Brian about some of the guys that he worked with over the years, Freddie Fleming and John Farlinger, and uh, some of his compatriots of that time, like uh, Pat Marsden and Dan Kelly. Brian Hall is our guest. This is Oilers Now. Off to a Global News Weather Traffic Update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.